Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today, I am doing predictions for NXT TakeOver as well as WrestleMania. Big weekend coming up. I have my friend Jeff Meacham from NoDQ.com joining me on the show. You'll hear a proper introduction from Mr. Jeff Meacham here after the introduction music. But I wanted to let you guys know real quick that I only did one episode of Fight Talk this month instead of two, uh, because, which is what I shoot for. I shoot for at least two a month at this point uh, because I knew this would be a special long episode of the Fight Talk podcast. So we got about an hour and a half for you guys today. We dive deep into NXT as well as WWE, give our thoughts on you know the current state of professional wrestling. And of course, we talk in detail about, you know, this big women's weekend, you know, women WrestleMania or women, you know, main eventing WrestleMania, I should say, um, you know, a lot of big women's matches and, you know, a lot of big men's matches as well, but a lot of matches to get to. And I don't want to keep you waiting much longer. The last thing I just want to tell you about is I did do an interview with Dylan Hales from independentwrestling.tv. So I did an interview this month um, for indie wrestling, but it's available over at fightfulselect.com. So if you want to check that out, feel free to go over there and support. Um, it'd be much appreciated. But if not, it's totally cool. I'm still giving you guys free episodes of Fight Talk right here on this podcast feed. But there is a great interview with me and Dylan Hales talking about independentwrestling.tv and a whole bunch of stuff that has to do with independent wrestling. And that's once again available over at fightfulselect.com. I do the Weekender podcast for Fightful every Saturday. So if you want to check that out, feel free. And if you want to check me out on uh, Twitter, feel free as well. It's at fighttalk underscore. Without any further ado, kick back, relax, and enjoy these WrestleMania weekend predictions with me and Jeff Meacham here on the Fight Talk Podcast. Today, it's WrestleMania predictions, and I have my friend Jeff Meacham of NoDQ.com fame, the multiple-time Wrestling Trivia Challenge champion over there. Got some stuff cooking up right now as we speak as well that Jeff's going to talk about. Um, Jeff, welcome back to the show. We're going to be talking some NXT. We're going to be talking WrestleMania, all that good stuff. And of course, this is going to be brought to you by WrestleRumble.com. So we're going to be talking about the WrestleRumble.com WrestleMania Pick'em Contest as well. But right now, head over to Jeff. Jeff, how you doing, man? I am doing very well, Steve. It's WrestleMania week. There's excitement in the air. Things are cooking on all fronts, and I am looking forward most, honestly, to regaining the No DQ Wrestling Trivia Championship this Thursday at 8 Eastern. Now, I'm looking forward to that more than anything, man. I, I've been jonesing for my title shot for a year or more. People have been asking for me to get another shot. I retired. I unretired. I had controversy, and I'm just I'm just over the moon that I get my shot at last. Dude, I'm glad that you do too. I mean, you know, for those of you who've been following the Fight Talk podcast over the years, Jeff is a frequent guest. He's, he's someone I've had on probably more than anyone else um, now that I'm thinking about it. And I always mention that Wrestling Trivia Challenge. And I always mention how I want you to get back in there and reclaim that title. So I'm glad to see this happening, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, Greg Carey, great champion. I'm not going to take that away from him. He, he organized that tournament to determine a challenger for himself, and there was controversy in my match in the uh, in the in the finals of the tournament, and I feel I was wronged, and 
Greg decided to throw it out there and challenge me to a 60-minute Ironman challenge. So here we sit on the cusp of uh, something really big. I think uh, I think people are going to really like what they see, like what they hear, and I think they're going to really get a kick out of how things uh, how things turn out on this on this show. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. So check that out, everybody, and we'll talk about that again at the end of the show. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. And I'm also looking forward to this weekend. I mean, we got WrestleMania, we got NXT. And like I said at the top of the show, this is brought to you by WrestleRumble.com. Uh, the prizes for the NXT TakeOver Pick'em. We got two Pick'em contests this weekend. We got NXT and WWE. For TakeOver, the first place prize is a WWE UK Championship belt. The replica title is yours if you get first wow. place. Yes, sir. Second place you get a free pick'em entry for the entire year. And that's the same for third place. So big prizes on the line for NXT. A replica UK title belt for first and second and third. You're free for the rest, for the next year with the pick'em contest over there at WrestleRumble.com. Also, the WrestleRumble.com WrestleMania pick'em contest, huge prizes. First place is $1,000 cash. One, zero, 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 one thousand dollars Second and third both take home 100, fourth and fifth both get 50. So a lot of cash. And Jeff, I am hooking you up with an, a uh, WrestleMania Pick'em Contest free entry for coming on the show today, man. Well, I appreciate that. I, I look forward to hopefully getting that $1,000 richer. Yeah, man. I hope you do too. I hope somebody I, uh, I know wins one of these one of these days. I, uh, I won the NXT TakeOver New Orleans contest last year uh, and won an NXT replica title belt. And I can tell you guys right now, straight, and that's the only time I've ever won. I do it every single month for every single show. I've won one time, and they got me this belt in the mail in like three days. So they're not messing around over there at Russell Rumble. The prizes are real, and I can attest to it. So, very cool, very cool. Very cool. So let's just talk about some NXT TakeOver right now, Jeff. This is something that I'm always looking forward to. Uh, these NXT shows, in my opinion, have been the best overall pro wrestling shows of any company, of anywhere in the world, uh, consistently. As far as every time I tune into a TakeOver, I know that I'm in for an incredible show. Um, the first match I've got here, and the theme for a lot of this is going to be, you know, the women's matches. And Jeff, you're someone who's who's been a longtime supporter of women's wrestling. First match That's I've got cool. here, yep, we got Shayna Baszler defending her title against Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane. Jeff, what do you think about this matchup, and uh, and how proud are you about this weekend and in the progress of the women, man? Well, I think uh, I think the story of the weekend is women, the women's division in general. I think uh, I think how far we've come in the brief time I've been doing podcasts, which actually isn't that brief when you think about it, it's been sixteen years, but right. just uh, just how far they've come and how how prominent a role they secured themselves on this weekend's uh, proceedings. I think it's awesome. As far as NXT goes, I am looking forward to Shayna defending her championship. I'm looking forward to Io Shirai and Kyrie Zane and Bianca Belair all getting another opportunity. I think they've got four of the best, if not the four best, that NXT has had in a long time, considering how many calls they've had, how many people have quote-unquote, graduated to the main roster over the years. And I think um, they have a really solid outing ahead of them this Friday. And 
and I think that if we're going to make a prediction, which is what I'm supposed to be doing on this show after all, I think we're going to have to go with, uh, I'm going to take a shot at the dark and say Io Shirai wins the championship. Yeah, this this is a tough one, man. And, and what I think we'll do, um, what me and you normally do, right, is we'll we'll just take turns alternating the first uh, prediction and just, just go back and forth. Um, I, I, I like that prediction, man. I, this is a tough one because I've really enjoyed Baszler as the champion. And I think that she's, she's done great things with the belt, but the, the big question mark with NXT is always going to be like, when are the call-ups? Like, when is Baszler going to be called up? Because it's inevitably going to happen at some point. Um, right. so it's like, and then they've really built up Belair over the last couple months too. So it's, it's a really, really tough one. I'm going to say that Bianca Belair uh, gets it done. I don't think that she's going to beat Baszler. I think that she'll probably take out either. Uh, I'm going to say that she gets the win over Kyrie Sane is going to be my prediction. But I think it's going to be, it's a toss-up of a, of a prediction, man. That's, that's, a, that's a tough one to call. It, 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 it's, definitely, it's arguably the toughest call of the weekend, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and that'll lead into a match that I'm actually probably looking forward to the most on the whole show, and that's saying a lot. Uh, I got the Velveteen Dream uh, defending the North American Championship against Matt Riddle. Um, being a longtime fan of, of you know MMA and, and somebody who covers professional fighting, I, I've been a very, very big fan of Matt Riddle, even from back when he was a UFC fighter, and always felt bad for the way that he exited that promotion and, and how Dana White trashed him on the way out. And to see the way that he's rebounded in the professional wrestling business has been just incredible. Velveteen Dream, I think, is one of the best characters in all professional wrestling. Um, I'm going to say Matt Riddle has a big moment here and, and starts and starts what I think he's already on a fairly big push with the company. But I think this is going to continue to help kind of catapult him um, on a big weekend, WrestleMania weekend. I'm going to take Matt Riddle, but I think this one might steal the show. Uh, Jeff, what do you think, man? I agree with you 100%. He'll steal the show, I think. I think these two guys really, I honestly think they have something to prove. I think that they've been kind of, you know, almost not overlooked, but they've kind of been put in the, in the background of the women's match or Gargano and Cole or even Dunn and Walter. So I think, uh, I think these guys really have to, in, in their eyes and maybe in their own minds, show that they are still, you know, the, the toast of the town. I think they're going to really go out there and, do something special, and I think that Velveteen Dream is going to prove that he is not just a one-trick pony, a one a one takeover, uh, one takeover reign. I think he's going to continue on after this as champion. I like it, man. And the great thing with NXT is every single match. Like I'm okay with either outcome. Like right, you know yeah. what I mean. So it's yeah. like I love Velveteen. I love Riddle. I hope it's a great match. Um, and the next one I've got, you just alluded to it. Uh, we got Pete Dunn versus Walter for the United Kingdom Championship. Uh, Jeff, give me your thoughts on this one. Who you got winning? Oh God, you know it, Pete Dunn's almost become the John Cena of UK division. Big match, Pete. Right, you can't bet against Pete Dunn. But I have a feeling that his time is up at last. I think. I think. I think Walter's going to walk away with the championship this time. I'm with you. I've got Walter as well. Um, I think this match is going to be incredible. Uh, but it's I, I, I'm with you though. It's like Pete Dunne is at the kind of the John Cena level of you know championship reigns and, and being the face of, the, of that promotion. And I don't think anyone else has really come along on that UK scene that I, I think would be a better 
person than Walter to to end this reign. I, yeah, I think, exactly. You know, so that that's where my head's at as well. I've got Walter, and I think it's going to be that's also a potential show stealer. I mean, all these matches oh, yeah. are oh, yeah, man, definitely good stuff. Um, up next, uh, I've got the War Raiders taking on Alistair Black and Ricochet, which has been a really odd pairing, but I mean, it's worked well as far as like those guys in ring. Uh, but it, you know, it kind of seemed thrown together on the main roster. And then obviously they went on to win the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Invitational, um, you know, here in NXT. So this is the, uh, the big match for the tag team titles. We got the War Raiders and Alistair Black and Ricochet. I'm going to say that the War Raiders retain. Uh, I just think that they have kind of, uh, more time left, more things going on in NXT. And, and they're a great tag team in their own right. And we also have Alistair Black and Ricochet doing more and more on the main roster. And I'd imagine that uh, that really is going to increase after WrestleMania. So I'm going to take the War Raiders. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? 100% agree. I think the War Raiders' time is not quite up as champions. I think they're going to continue on. I think uh, I think Aleister Black and Ricochet have been a great team. They've done great things on Raw, great things on SmackDown, great things on NXT. They won the Dusty Classic. But I think, after you hear my prediction for the main event, I think you'll understand why I'm picking uh, the War Raiders to retain. All right. Well, that, that'll lead us right in, man. We've got Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. We've got the NXT Championship on the line in a two-out-of-three falls match. What are your thoughts you got and why, Jeff? I think we're going to see um, the once-and-for-all, the rise of Adam Cole as the NXT Champion. He's He's been a key consistent player on NXT for quite a while now. He, he's been North American champion. He's been involved with the tag team matches with the Undisputed Era, but it's his time to shine. I think Gargano is going to remain on the brand still. I think people talk about him being called up or hit, but I think I think he's one of the cornerstones of the NXT brand. I think him getting called up will hurt the brand ultimately, but we'll see how that plays out. As far as Cole... I think him winning the championship is going to lead to the Undisputed Era's prediction coming true of them holding all the gold in NXT by the end of this year. I love that prediction. Um, I'm taking Adam Cole as well. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. And like we've already said, for every other match so far, this could be the show stealer. It could be the, 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 the weekend stealer. I mean, these are two guys. I mean, I don't have to tell you, Jeff. I mean, how long have you been watching Adam Cole, right? Well, I, it feels like I've been watching him forever. It really does. Right. You see, he's been such a, a indie stalwart and an NXT stalwart. I feel like I'm, feel like I'm the only one of my circle that watches that. It feels half the time. It feels like. <laughs> yeah, man. All, all those old days out in the uh, those Cali Indies, man. Exactly right. Um. So I mean, this is going to be a great match. I'm going to take Adam Cole as well. Um. And. For what it's worth, I've said it for the last couple of years, I guess, or maybe the last year or so, however. I, I can't even remember how long it's been since the Undisputed Era debuted. I feel like it's been forever, but I also feel like it's just happening. It's strange. I, um, I think we're on two years now, I think. Two years. I think. That sounds right. Um, yeah. But for my money, I think Adam Cole is the best overall performer that the WWE has right now on any roster. Like, if you're looking at overall, like, charisma, mic skills, uh you know, in-ring work, every everything he does, and, and his facial expressions are what really puts him over the top. Like, he's he's so, like, anybody can watch him wrestle and understand what's going on, even if you don't watch wrestling. Like, I really enjoy what Adam Cole does, and I hope he gets an NXT championship. 
I'm also with you that I hope the Undisputed Era holds those titles, uh, gets all of them, because um, my second uh, top guy, I guess, if you will, in the whole company is Kyle O'Reilly. I've been high on him forever, and, and I think that he has so much to offer as a singles and as a tag team guy. So, um, you know, of course, big fan of Bobby Fish and Roger Strong as well. But Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly especially, I just really, really see big things for. Yeah, I think people, I think people are sleeping way too much on Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that for NXT. Um, it should be a great show. And once again, the prize list at WrestleRumble.com. First place, you get a UK Championship replica belt. Second and third, you're good for the entire year on free entries over there at WrestleRumble.com. All right, Jeff, let's talk some WrestleMania because this is a Ooh. big card. This is the biggest card, I think, since either four or five. Uh, yeah, man. On paper, and, and I don't think we're even done. Like, I, I, you would think at 14 matches it would be over, but, I mean, there's still no tag team title matches or anything like that. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's going to be a very long Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, I wanted to ask you before we got into these predictions, as somebody who's a lifelong wrestling fan, as somebody who I've said plenty of times on my own podcast here, like, as somebody who I – you kind of grew up watching, you know, you doing, you know, interviews and giving your take on wrestling throughout the years. What does WrestleMania mean to you as a fan? WrestleMania means everything to me as a wrestling fan, as a WWE fan, as a podcaster, as a YouTuber, as whatever you want to call me. I think that, you know, much like the WWE calendar builds toward WrestleMania, you know, our calendar on no DQ builds WrestleMania. Our calendar doing the YouTube shows on my own builds WrestleMania. Everything builds to Sunday. Everything builds to that one moment, that one stadium, that one day where the entire wrestling world basically comes together. Because you know, even you know, people talk about you know, well, yeah, New Japan's you know a big a big deal now, and you know, Impact's still doing their thing, and Ring of Honor's uh, you know a huge presence now. Who had when is their big show? This weekend. And right. They're all having their big shows sometime in the next few days because the wrestling world revolves around WrestleMania. And that's what I feel that means to me. It's like my entire fandom revolves around this coming Sunday. Well, there you have it, man. I couldn't say it any better myself. Like, this is something where, I'm going to be honest, as far as WrestleMania cards go, I'm I'm way less excited for this show than I have been for most WrestleMania. It's like on paper. I'm, I'll be totally honest. But this weekend hasn't happened yet. Nothing matters. Like my excitement level is going to be through the roof when this show starts. Like like every other wrestling fan, I can be critical of certain things, but at the same time, I'm a fan just like everybody else. And there are things on this show that I am really looking forward to. But we'll we'll talk about what I'm looking forward to, and we'll also talk about some things I'm not so looking forward to. So. Let's jump right into it, man. Um, the first thing we got here, we got the women's battle royal. I, I got to pull up the I got the participants here as well of who's been announced so far. Uh, we got Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Oscar, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sony Deville, Zelina Vega, and Nikki Cross all announced so far. I'd imagine there'd be some uh, some surprises because that's only thirteen uh, announced as of right now. Uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts on this one, man? And do you have a prediction? Well, I have, 
as far as before we get to prediction, let me just say that you know I've been following along on social media the last week or so ever since Charlotte became the champion, and my goodness, are the SmackDown women salty about this one, huh? Oh sure, <laughs> and, and, and you know, rightfully so. I mean, let's be honest. You know, I, I don't think any of them even knew going into Tuesday a week ago that they were going to be not only not featured in a title match like they talked about, but they were going to be pushed to that royal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those. So, the, this. Yeah. Especially those four women that were. Yeah. Going to be doing the number yeah, one contender. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I would. I would be a bit on the sodium side too, for sure. I would definitely be a, a little. And, and poor Oscar. You know, she goes from you know a, a main event caliber, main event you know marquee style matchup last year against Charlotte, and now she's in the battle royal. Yeah. You know what? And for what it's worth, I was hoping that. And, and obviously, I could see where the plans were headed, you know, as of like a month or so ago. And like, they really introduced Charlotte into the, the main event with, uh, with Ronda Rousey. But like, I was hoping that they were just going to run back Charlotte and Oscar because it was such a great match last year and then let them do yep. Becky and Charlotte. Or sorry, yeah. Becky and, uh, Ronda. Yeah. That would have been a great way to go too, I think. I think the either way would have been ideal. And I think that, you know, Oscar and Charlotte, but you know, the thing is though, the coach Jeff Beacham, here's the thing. Um, the only way it would have worked is if Asuka would have retained her title this time because I think that her losing two manias in a row would have been the death knell for her career. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so, I mean, it's dead now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, that's to be determined, I suppose. As far as the prediction, based on the participants they have in front of us here, I am going to go with somebody that has been, you know, um, I, I'm going to complete. I'm going to pick a complete wild shot. A, a, definitely a dark horse, if you will. But I'm going to go with Dana Brooke. Oh wow, that's an interesting pick. They have kind I, of. I just, I just think that they've, they've kind of been edging her out there into the into the public eye more than they have recently, and I think they're trying to get us to pay attention to her. So I think this is going to be the opportunity for us to go. Wow, look at Dana. I, I like the pick. Um... And yeah, you're right. They have definitely, you know, kind of spotlighted her a little bit here and there uh, in the build-up to WrestleMania. Um, I mean, she went out there and got her butt kicked real quick by Ronda Rousey, but at least she was in there with Ronda Rousey. Right, um, exactly. Man, this is a tough one because, like, you know, and I hate to say it because it's the same as the men's battle royal that we'll get to. It's like the winner doesn't really like what. What do you like? Doesn't really matter. You know, it's like nothing really yeah. happens. You know, and. And it's sad. It's unfortunate. Like, you would hope that there would be some, you know... So, it's like, as far as the women that are announced for this so far, my personal favorite of the bunch is Zelina Vega. Um, I'd, I'd like to see her get some more shine. Um, so, I'm going to pick her. But it's one of those things where, like, smart money, in my opinion, might be, like, Mandy Rose. Because, like, I feel like they really want to do something with her in the future. And she has, like, a, a look that, you know a lot of people are going to like and that kind of stuff. So it's like, the way that I look at this, Jeff, is like, look at the men's battle royal history and it's like Mojo Raleigh and Matt Hart. It's like, you forget immediately who won, you know? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'll go with Zelina Vega, but that's just because I, I like her the best, I guess, of, of who's available right now. Yeah, just think how far she's come too. Two years ago at WrestleMania weekend, she was Austin Aries' girlfriend at the Hall of Fame. That's how we quote knew her, and here she is, the star of uh, one of the stars of Fighting with My Family, and 
manager of Andrade and uh, a huge player in her own right now. Yeah, and a hell of a worker in the ring. Hell, you know what? He is grossly underrated because she's the family right now. Grossly underrated. Yes, I agree 100%. Um, sticking with the women's theme, the next match I've got is for the Women's Tag Team Championships. It's a four-way match. We got the Boston Hug Connection. We got the Divas of Doom, the Iconics, and the team of Nia Jackson Tamina. They're the only one that doesn't have a like a team name, I guess, which is kind of strange because yeah. like they're like an actual team. Hmm. Anyways, um, I guess it's on me for the prediction first. I'm gonna take Bailey and Sasha to retain here. I think it's gonna be a good match. I mean, I hope it's a good match. Uh, Beth Phoenix looked really good. Um, since her return, in my opinion, and Natalia is always solid. The Iconics entertain me in their own right. I've been very critical of Nia Jackson Tamina, um, so I'm not gonna like go down a rabbit hole. But but for what <laughs> but but for for what Nia Jax does, like she does what she what the things she does, she does pretty well. But it's just one of those things where I'm not a huge fan of her, and I'm really not a huge fan of Tamina. Like she just looks so clunky to me. It's like her super kick doesn't look that good. Her her super her super fly splash doesn't look that good. And there's like the two things she just needs to look good. And and that's that's just my opinion. That all being said, I think this will wind up being a better match than I expect. And I do like the team of Nia Jackson Tamina as a team better than as individual performers. Agreed. Um, who do you have in this one, man? Oh Lord. Um. Well, first of all, I like. To, I hope it's a good match. I hope they they all uh they all well i think they will i think these girls these women i should say have a lot to show the world i think they have a lot to prove maybe to themselves more than anything else but i think that they have the confidence that they are going to do very well um i think sasha and bailey are going to retain the titles as well but i think it's going to come down to um it's going to come down to those two and uh the iconic as far as who's going to be the uh, standout because i think that beth and natalia both look great recently, especially Beth looked good on Monday, but I think that they're going to try to showcase the Iconics more than anything else besides the champions, so I think we're going to see a solid outing from all four teams, but I think it's going to come down to the showcasing of the Iconics and the Boston Iconics. I like it, and I, I do like the Iconics as a team a lot, I mean, so I, I think you're right on the money, I'd like to see them spotlighted as well in this one. Um, up next, I've got Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Um, what a roller coaster it's been for the last half a year for Roman Reigns. My goodness. Yeah. Um, right. Went from Universal Champion, like, finally kind of, like, turning the corner a little bit as far as, like, the fans weren't being quite as hard on him. He gets the title. He's, I mean, he's always had consistently good matches. It's just been the, you know, we don't need to get into it, but, you know, the whole him being kind of jammed down our throats and the fans turning on him for years and years. And then the leukemia. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding I felt so bad, like, and now he's back. He's kicked leukemia's butt. He's he's back in the mix, and he's in here with Drew McIntyre, who is is I mean, if you look at him on paper, he is the perfect WWE superstar. Like in the ring, his physical look, he can talk on the mic. He, he appeals to all these different audiences. Um, this is a big time matchup, and it's fairly un. I mean, not. You know, it's not getting that much shine on the show because there's so many other things and so many other titles. Um, Jeff, what are your thoughts on McIntyre and Reigns? Like, what are your thoughts on this being a match just to begin with? And who do you have winning? I think it's hard to disagree with Roman Reigns having the most difficult 
year of not only his career but his life in the last few months. Um, last year, the last year or so now. Um, he went from being the universal champion, like you said, to having to relinquish title within mere moments. It felt like he was champion just for a, a, a hiccup, and then he was, you know, giving the belt up and uh, going to battle leukemia, and then he came back and the Shield reunited, and then now Dean's leaving, and Seth's on to the universal championship title shot. And it's 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 like you said, you put it very well, Steve. It's a roller coaster for Roman Reigns, no question about it. And I think that, you know, as much as Roman's benefiting from being back and the fans are cheering him for the first time in a long time, which I think is awesome, I think that Drew McIntyre is having a career um, a career year. He's, he's really stepped up his game since he came up from NXT, came back from injury. He's been really, really solid and just doing amazing things and, Having this attitude about him is just awesome. And having met him at Access, my goodness, eight years ago now, and seeing how far he's come in the time he went, left WWE, went to TNA for a while, shined there, and then um, he's come back, and he's just awesome. I, I think he's a tremendous competitor. And I think if both these guys are going to have one of those career-defining tight matches and moments, I think we're going to see Roman Reigns edge out just enough where he gets to do and then says, okay, Universal Champion, bring it on. I'm next. I'm with you. I'm with you a thousand percent. You you nailed it. That's exactly how I would have put it, just like that. Like, And, and I think that Roman Reigns, um, I shouldn't say I think, what if? Just what if? I know we're in a different time, but like, I've never seen like a more like clear scenario for them to just do like the, remember like, I mean, of course you remember, but like the Brett Yoko Hulk Hogan deal like Brock you know beats Seth and then the end of the show like Roman comes out anyways and challenges Brock something like that that would be I, I honestly think that because it's not the main event oh right sure if it's not the main event it might happen that way because it's like part of me because I, I want to see Seth and, and Brock one on one like preferably that's my number one choice but we I mean, we also never really got like closure on Brock and and Seth and Roman. Be, you know, it's almost like you could have like that triple threat rematch again, also, and it would still make sense because of right. the history. Um, but that's just me throwing out crazy ideas. Um, I do have Roman Reigns. I do have Roman Reigns beating Drew McIntyre as well, and I think the more likely scenario is Roman Reigns will be the number one contender going forward and he'll most likely fight for the title at a future pay-per-view right (laughs) um up next i've got bobby lashley versus finn balor the WWE intercontinental championship is on the line uh they've been hot potatoing this title a lot lately uh even between these same two guys but we did get confirmation yesterday that the demon finn balor will be showing up at wrestlemania so that's exciting um one gripe about that that i have from just kind of like a fan standpoint is why would you bring the demon to this and not to Brock Lesnar doesn't make much sense to me um but that's that I think this will be a good match um I think Finn Balor is going to defeat Lashley I think it'll be a feel-good moment I think it'll be a good a good contest between the two and I think that there's still a lot of big money in Finn Balor he's still very popular he's still great in the ring he's in great shape um, they can still be doing a lot with him, and I feel the same about Lashley, to be honest. I, I like both of these guys for different reasons, uh, but I'm going to take Balor to 
win back the Intercontinental title. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Well, I kind of disagree with you, Stephen, in that I think they picked the perfect time to bring the demon out of hibernation, if you will. And the reason I say that is because, you know, people, you know, people always seem to argue that the Universal Championship is, um, is you know, as important, you know, is, is more important than the Intercontinental Championship. But yet, Balor... Dolly did not bring the demon out for the Universal Championship. He brought it out for the Intercontinental Championship, number one. Number two, the battle with Lashley is much more personal than it was with Brock. That's a fair point. Fair point. So I, I think I think the demon comes out for personal vendettas more than he does for title matches, is what I think they're trying to go for. So Okay, I can see opinion, that. Just, again, just one man's opinion. But as far as a winner, I you know, it's very hard. We mentioned earlier how hard it is to bet against Pete Dunne as Big Match Pete in the UK division. It's damn near impossible to bet against the Demon. Yeah. So I, th- I think we're going to see Finn Balor regain the Intercontinental Championship and go forward and be a, one of those workhorse, long-term Intercontinental Champions, hopefully. All right. Well, you've got Balor. I've got Balor. Um, I think it'll be a, a good matchup, and... That's all we can hope for. I mean, good match, That's and it. yeah, <laughs> and that goes for a lot of these matches. You know, I just hope, I just hope they exceed expectations. That's that's what I hope for. Exactly. Um. Up next, we have kind of the the yin to the yang. Uh, we go to the WWE United States Championship over there on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Um. We got Samoa Joe defending his title against Rey Mysterio. It's actually a really fun matchup. This is like a, a matchup I didn't really know that I wanted until it was like happening. So, I like it. Um, obviously, Samoa Joe, another guy, another Cali guy that you've probably watched, um, you know, for years and years and years and years before anybody yes. even knew who he was. Um, UPW graduate. Um, and, yep. and then you've got uh, Rey Mysterio, who, I mean, it would take an entire podcast to, to talk about the accolades of Rey Mysterio, but one of the greatest performers in the history of professional wrestling, in my opinion, uh, just timeless and and doing as well now as he ever has. I mean, he looks healthy and, and uninjured, and he's really doing great stuff. Um, so Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio, it's almost like a weird dream match that I didn't even know that I wanted. Um, Jeff, what are your thoughts on this, and who do you have winning? It's a battle of SoCal for the U.S. Championship. I love one of the one of the most populous states, regions in the state of the country. Um, battles for the, for the country's championship. I think that's kind of a little poetic. Um, oh God, I I think they're gonna keep the title on Joe only because Ray is back. Ray is back almost as a um, as a uh, build this guy up type guy. Like you know, we'll, we'll we'll put him with Ray and give him give him a you know a a, a good a good match and a good uh, boost by having him face Ray Mysterio. I think Samoa Joe is desperate need of that. Joe has definitely looked uh, shaky here the last little while. I think him defeating Rey Mysterio will be good for Joe, good for his career, good for the U.S. Championship to be stable. And I think that um, I I would have rather seen a UPW battle and had it be John Cena against Samoa Joe. But I do like the pairing of Rey Mysterio because Rey Mysterio again is a SoCal boy. And he's, he's got that San Diego pride and going to be a great, great match one-on-one with Snow Joe. So, 
it's going to be a good match, no matter how you look at it, but I think that I think Joe's going to end up retaining the title. I'm with you. I've got Samoa Joe retaining as well. Um, I think it'll be a really, really good match. And another thing about Mysterio is like with WrestleMania, obviously carrying their most most of their casual audience as far as um you know people will tune into WrestleMania that don't normally watch wrestling because it's WrestleMania, and Rey Mysterio is recognizable to everybody. So like even though you might not watch wrestling on a regular basis, you tune in, you're like, oh, it's Rey Mysterio. Hell yeah. Like, I love Rey Mysterio. And then you see Samoa Joe beat him, and it still means a lot, like, because it's Rey Mysterio. Right, exactly. Um, So I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to take uh, Samoa Joe as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that match. Up next, I've got, we probably should have went through it earlier, but we'll go through it now. we got the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> so that's exactly how I feel about this match, right there. That's all that you said. I'll pick the one we can go for. I love how uh, I'm looking at the list on Wikipedia and like they color code, um, you know, Raw I Smackdown. It's so bad. <laughs> and, and you got you got Michael Shane, Colin Jost, and Green as celebrity entries. Yeah. Um, oh, oh my gosh. You got Otis Tucker and EC3 as free agents um ec3 just yes they are they are but but ec3 just just dying on the main roster week by week i i don't know dying on the vine brother oh Oh, man it's so bad gosh and you know what i actually like heavy machinery i know there's a lot of people that are down on them but i think they're perfect for like mainstream wrestling like they're 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 so character based and like kids can get behind them and they have like okay matches you know so like uh, anyway I don't want to go down the list of everyone in this match. It's a lot of tag teams um, and, you know, some yeah. singles guys. I will say I am very disappointed to see the name Jeff Hardy in this match. Very disappointed. Yes, yes. Um, I agree. Both Hardys. Yes, yes. Of course, both Hardys. But for me, in particular, Jeff, because, my God, I mean, this guy, I know he's had his issues. I know he's had, you know... Thing, but over the last few years, he seems to have straightened up, like hasn't been an issue. Um, he's out there, you know, having great matches. He's getting great reactions still. He's a former WWE champion. He's one of the most popular guys in the company still. And when I come back to like the casual perspective, similar to Rey Mysterio, anybody who grew up in my generation knows Jeff Hardy. Everybody. Um, so it's like, it's a real bummer to see the Hardys. And, and, and it's an even bigger bummer, Jeff. I was there in in Orlando at WrestleMania 33 when they returned. And oh yeah, exactly. Dude, that was probably the coolest thing I've ever witnessed in person as a wrestling fan as far as when when their music hit and to see them come out and like how they were like Jeff's like doing his doing his thing on the stage and and Matt's up there doing the delete and the place is just going nuts for their return. And now they're in the freaking Andre the Giant Battle Royal with celebrities and it just doesn't matter, and I I'm so bummed about it, man. Yeah, um, I, I I you know I do have my annual WrestleMania countdown each year, the Hall of Fame countdown as well each year, going into the week of this year's WrestleMania, or the current year WrestleMania, and I watched 33 a couple days ago, I guess it was now, and just I I liken that reaction that the Hardys got to a reaction that I heard back in 2003. I was at Staples Center for a Monday Night Raw. Leading into No Way Out, 
and it was the the Raw where Vince told Bischoff that he was going to face Stone Cold with No Way Out, and Bischoff had a choice of either facing Austin or joining the club. And Bischoff was adamantly arguing, "I can't, I can't join the club. No, I can't do that." And they went off the air with the argument still, and Bischoff was arguing, 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 and then Vince, you know, kind of hiked up his pants and walked away. And for a split second, the place was deathly still. And then the glass broke. Oh, yeah. And just, I have, I've been to Stanley Cup championship winning games at Staples Center. Okay? And yes, it was loud when my Kings won our Stanley Cup for the first time, finally. But as far as wrestling goes, I've never heard a louder pop than when Stone Cold came back after being gone for eight months. Right. Dude, yeah, and hear, awesome. and hearing the Hardys, hearing the reaction of the Hardys two years ago when they came down that stage in Orlando, the same stadium that I saw Ric Flair retire in a few years before, it was just, it, 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 it's almost surreal looking back now because last year Matt won the Battle Royal with Bray Wyatt's help. Right. And, and they were going with that team for a minute. And they were champions. And now we have both Hardys in the Battle Royal, and it's like, Okay. It's sure. like yeah, it's like what happened? Yeah, and, and <laughs> I, get, I, I, I get that Matt got hurt. And I get the, he they, they had a momentum breaker, and then they had they, they split they split them up on different brands, and they had Matt you know get woken, and that was fine. But there was so much more they could have done, putting them back together once Jeff got healthy, and Matt remained healthy. And they could have explored the broken side of the Hardy so much more in WWE on that big WWE stage, and they haven't. Right. Well, and, and my my thought process is this: like, you already have fourteen matches, and and it's like we're probably we might even get some more, and and I feel like fourteen is already too many, but it's almost like right. well, we're already at fourteen. Like, why not just throw all the tag team titles above some ladders? And get the Usos in there, get the Hardys in there, get the Revival in there, throw an NXT team in there, do something. I mean, screw it. Like, I mean, you got all, you have some great tag teams and you're already doing all these multi-person matches. Why don't you do a multi-team tag team? It doesn't have to be a ladder match, but I mean, it could be, you know what I mean? Right. I, I, I think, you know, having these teams, maybe, you know, the Revival and the Usos and, you know, and, and the Hardys and, you know, say... You know, uh, you know, Gable and Rude, or you know, uh, Dallas and Axel, and you know, the Major Brothers. Major Brothers have a TLC match. How was it? Yeah. So anyway, we've already talked about this match way longer than we need to. Yeah, um, we waited a week. <laughs> but, because you know what, the match itself is so underwhelming. Right. Well, and we're just saying what needs to be said. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. We're just saying, <laughs> We're trying to avoid talking about two freaking SNL guys being in a WrestleMania Battle Royal. Yeah, and that being said, um, I guess I have to take Braun Strowman to win. Uh, I mean, yeah. right? It's, yeah, it's it's just almost you know you know Paul Heyman likes to phrase fait accompli quite a bit in his promos, but it really is. It's almost a given he's going to win this match. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Uh, Dark Horse Nicholas. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yes. Well Could... yeah, So. Uh... Let's move on. Up next, we have AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. This is a dream match to me as far as something that 
I know that um, I've heard AJ Styles throughout the years bring this up as well, that Randy Orton is someone he wanted to have like a real big match with during his WWE run. And um, Orton, of course, he's like a staple in WWE history at this point. He's he's one of the most recognizable guys. He's had a really long run, and he's always solid for what he is, I think. Um, but I will say AJ Styles has really fallen off the radar a bit since losing the WWE Championship. Um, I feel like he's not quite in that mix anymore, but, I mean, he's still AJ Styles. Um, Jeff, your thoughts on this matchup and who wins? Well, first of all, I think AJ's been off the radar even while he was WWE champion. Let's be. You're right. Uh, You're right. Un- unfortunately, he was booked very, very poorly as champion the second time around. He, he had a long reign, and that was wonderful, but it just it wasn't it wasn't what it could have been. And as far as Orton, yeah, can you believe it? It, it it's been 17 years this spring since Orton debuted in WWE. And since they announced TNA's formation and AJ's ultimate arrival in TNA and winning his title and whatnot, it's been 17 years. That's unreal, man. I, I saw something yeah. the other day about, uh, like, now there are adults, like legal adults that are 18 years old that have that could have never been alive during WCW. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> breaks, my, that breaks my little ginger heart. I'll tell you what, like, just the fact that, you know, there, there are people that are alive in this world, that are now adults, that never experienced WCW in its heyday. Right. They cannot say they cannot say that they're NWO for life. No, they can't. <laughs> all, all they can do is go on the network and be pretenders. Yeah. Wow. I wore my Hollywood Hogan shirt out to a club the other night just because it was, the, it was a 90s metal theme. It's the only 90s shirt I had was a Hollywood Hogan shirt. Yeah. Ooh, you'll, you'll like hearing this, Jeff. That just reminded me of something, and it's real quick. Um, I actually met Brooke Hogan the other day. She lives here in Nashville. Nice. And, Fantastic. Yes, and I, um, I'm not going to get into it, but I do have a contact with her now. And my goal, Jeff, my goal is this, okay? And you'll love hearing this because you're, you're a Hulkamaniac for life. So for life, brother. My, my plan if he's willing to do this, if I can get Brooke to do this for me, I'm going to purchase a replica WCW championship belt. I'm going to buy one of those, you know, $400 belts off the offline, right? One of those nice ones. I, I am going to box it up, throw in a can of spray paint and say, Hulkster, please spray paint NWO on this belt and send it back to me. And videotape Dude, if I can get a NWO spray painted WCW championship to put in my office, that is my ultimate uh, piece of memorabilia that I think I could ever have. It's so funny. We'll we'll, we'll talk about the NDQ match in a little while once we get through these fourteen matches. <laughs> um, but um, I actually have a thought process to buy a second big gold belt just to have Hulk spray paint. Dude, see, we're, we're two great minds think alike. Yes. Funny. Yes. But, so, but yeah, as far as AJ and Orton goes, since we'll go back in the on the topic at hand. Yes, sir. Um, I, I don't know who benefits more from a win or a loss here. I think this is gonna be one of those where it, it's almost a pick 'em. I think that um, both guys have momentum to make up for for WrestleMania's past. I think that you know Orton's last big main event at WrestleMania was two years ago, and. It Cluster with that match with Bray Wyatt. 
And I think AJ, you know, coming off last year, it was a great match, but it's just a stupid ending that led that led nowhere. It set more matches that didn't go anywhere. 100% agree on that. So I think if they're going to keep AJ's momentum up at this point, because he's still, yeah, remember, he's only three years into WWE. Right. Very, so very think, weird to think that. Yeah. I think if they're going to keep him going to keep his momentum going long term, he, he almost has to win this match more than Orton does. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that, uh, I think it's public knowledge. I think that AJ tweeted him himself that he re-signed with the WWE recently. So, right. right. Um, so, you know, I think that you have to go with AJ. Um, and maybe, you know, well, we know that they'll do some sort of superstar shakeup after WrestleMania and guys will switch brands. And hopefully AJ winds up either switching brands or, or if not switch brands, he gets some new people to work with because um, I'm not blaming AJ or the people he's working with necessarily. But it's like you have AJ Styles on the roster and he still has a lot to uh, to give to the, the WWE and the wrestling business in general. So... Exactly. Yeah. So I think it'll be a solid match. I'm going to take AJ Styles as well. Um, after that, we got a Falls Count Anywhere match between the Miz. I'm having a hard time. I, I'm trying not to laugh when I say this. We have the Miz versus Shane McMahon in a Falls Count Anywhere match. It's actually a, been a pretty good story. Like, I'll, I'll give it its credit. Yeah, it, it has. It's, it's actually been pretty good. Um, I don't know, like... If you had asked me even a few months ago, definitely if you had asked me last WrestleMania, but even just a few months ago, hey, what do you think about the Miz and Shane McMahon in a false count anywhere at WrestleMania? I'd be like, there, there's no, well, how, why? Like, that wouldn't make any sense. And Shane's the heel? What? Really? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it's going to be a good match. Want to know why? Because Shane is always good in these type of environments, and the Miz is way better than people still give him credit for. I think the Miz is... I mean, and even if you want to, not that you are, Jeff, but, like, even if anyone looks at The Miz still as, like, you know, the guy from MTV or whatever, he's been a WWE superstar at this point for over a decade and been doing it at a pretty darn high level for a lot of that time. So yep. we got to give him his credit there. Uh, I'm going to take Shane McMahon to win the match. Um, I guess. I'm having second thoughts now. I'm going to take Shane. That might change by the time I actually do my picks on Russell Rumble, but I'm taking Shane for now. Who you got? Well, let me let me just say first of all that um, the Miz is another homegrown boy. He's a UPW guy as well. Yes, sir. And uh, I love Mike. I we 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 definitely miss him on the indie scene because uh, we don't see him a whole lot except when they become when SmackDown comes out here. So it's it's awesome when he comes back and does you know appearances and whatnot, so it's awesome that he's got such a high-profile match. And I think this match will be great simply because of one phrase. Shane McMahon is batshit crazy. Right. <laughs> it's simple as that. He's nuts. And he's been nuts his entire in-ring portion of his career. He's completely off the deep end. And I think that he will do something that will make us go, holy crap, and it'll it'll be something death-defying, no question. But I think that Shane winning doesn't benefit anybody except the hardcore Shane McMahon fans. Right. I think the Miz winning benefits um, benefits uh, the fans long term. Benefits Miz long term because Miz has been the one that's been wrong. The Miz is the one that's had his dad, you know 
grabbed at ringside and messed with. And, and you know, Miz has something to promote. He's got a show coming up. Uh, that, you know, he, he had a show re-premiere this week. So, you know, it's it's just uh, he's he's the one that needs the momentum more than Shane does. Shane will go back to being a member of the man family and quote-unquote running the show, and it'll be, that'll be the end of it, hopefully. And it's been a great story. Like you said, don't get me wrong. I love the way they told the story the last few months. But I think it's time for both guys to move on. And I think that they're going to move on in spectacular fashion. It's going to be an unbelievable contest. I think The Miz will come out on top. Yeah, I'm changing my pick. I, I am going with The Miz. It, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, you sold me. You sold me. I was on the fence. See, the, the thing with Shane is is I was I was thinking the same as you as far as like death defying, like he'll do something crazy. But I think he's gonna do something crazy. He's gonna crash and burn, and then he's gonna eat a skull crushing finale. So that's what I'll go with. Um, um Yeah. But I'm actually excited for that. A match that I'm not excited for, and this is probably my biggest gripe with the entire card. You know where I'm going. Uh, you you might completely disagree though, because I do know that your son, big big Baron Corbin fan. I know you uh, yourself he have been was, following. Oh, this has changed. Okay. So yeah, I, he, yeah. Corbin kind of started stuff with my son. Um. Well, the, you know the match I'm I'm talking about. We got Kurt Angle versus sure. Baron Corbin. It's Angle's farewell farewell match. You know, I have the same mindset as every other fan. I I would have loved to have seen this be John Cena. Um, or really pretty much anyone else. Um, but my line of thinking is this is going to be a very short match and, and a send off for angle. What are your thoughts on Baron Corbin being the opponent? And, you know, I guess give me the thoughts on who wins. Well, I have on good authority that it was supposed to be Cena, not Corbin. And the old man changed his mind. Terrible. So it's a bad decision, I think. Um, but you know what? I think that honestly, I think if Kurt didn't 100% not, if 100% did not want to have Corbin, then he would have said something. Sure. I think I, I think that Kurt had at least a little bit of say. And the fact of the matter is, you know, he could have said, well, I, I don't like the way this is going, so can we do something else, please? And see what the old man said. Knowing the old man probably wouldn't have gone that way, but, you know, <laughs> you never know until you ask, I guess. So, um, I don't necessarily mind the Corbin thing as long as Corbin gets a really good showing out of it. I don't want him to win. I want Kurt to go out on top and win this farewell match. But I want Corbin to have a really decent showing in the process because Lord knows they have dropped the ball with Corbin the last, almost the last year, maybe even two years. Ever since he won the Battle Royal, they've kind of, he's kind of just, I saw it's been three years. You know, he, he came up to the main roster from NXT with a lot of momentum. My son fit wrestler at the time. And since he's on the main roster, he's been just kind of just floundering. Dude, and don't forget, money in the bank went sour. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think I, I, I think that he needs a really strong showing. I dare say he needs a win. But I, just, I can't ha- see them giving Kurt a, a farewell dismissal by losing. That's, I can't process that thought, you know? Well, I'm thinking if Kurt was going to lose his last match, as is, you know, pro wrestling tradition to an extent. We see it happen a lot throughout history. Guys going out on a loss to put over someone else. Um, right. But I just I just can't see it here with Corbin. I just can't. Like, 
I, I really think... Now, this is where I'm a little torn. Like, as far as, like, you know, the mindset of them booking on, on Monday, last night. So... I don't know. I don't know what like my my perception as a fan is supposed to be when you have Baron Corbin defeating the United States Champion. You know, challenger, right. right? Oh, sorry, sorry, Challenger, right? You, yeah. but but we but we did have Angle beat Samoa Joe, who is the U.S. Champion, the prior week, right? Right, right. So, are you? Am I am I to be convinced that Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin is actually a more important like match than the U.S. title match? When, when I think so. You I, think so? You know, as important as any championship is supposed to be, it's Kurt Angle's last match. Well, the last match is arguably one of the greatest, not the greatest of all time. And I I agree. I agree a thousand percent with that, Jeff. But I think I think that the difference between how I'm thinking about this match and you are is that I yeah I think in, from your perspective, if I'm not mistaken, Corbin has like a decent showing here, and and you know Kurt still wins, but but Corbin looks good in the process. Right. I, what what I think is going to happen is this match lasts like two minutes, and it's like angle slam, ankle lock, bye. Oh wow. Yeah, I just think it's going to be Kurt Angle just squashing him. Because and the reason that I think that is because Angle has, as much as I love Kurt Angle, he has not looked good in these last few matches. No, he has not. And and I don't know if he can. I think the reason he didn't wrestle Rey Mysterio on Monday and the reason that like he's not having these long matches with you know AJ on SmackDown and stuff is because I don't. I hate to say it, but I don't think Angle can go out there and and do it. Like I think they're trying to rest him as much as they can and get whatever they can out of him at WrestleMania. And I I just think it's going to be quick. Well, it's just a shame that you know he they they've taken two years since he came back to get him in the ring for his farewell match because I you know I thought he did very well with Ronda against Hunter and Stephanie last year. Me too. Me too. And I think that had that been the time for his last outing, that would have been I think better on his physical set say uh, status and his uh, emotional status. Yeah, well, and I agree. I think that that might have even been the best match of WrestleMania last year. Like that was a really good tag team match, in my opinion. I would, I would agree with that. Um, but you're right. After you know, that that's the real. That's going to be the real bummer when we look at Angle's career. It's just like the last couple of years. Like he, there, there was some good stuff in there, but like he had so many great years in TNA that like WWE just isn't acknowledging, unfortunately. I know, it's awful. I mean, arguably the best in-ring years of his career happened in that company, and he was there for a long time. Um, For 12 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 10 years, really. But, hey, I will also mention, you know, John Cena does not have a match on this show, and he has, I mean, reportedly he's going to be there, uh, supposedly. Um, Right. So maybe, just maybe, we get, like, a quick Baron Corbin thing, an angle, like, does a call out and maybe we do get Cena and Angle real quick, kind of like we got Undertaker and Cena real quick last year. I don't know. That'd be wonderful. I was Yeah. So anyway, a lot of ways this can go, but I think it's pretty obvious that the winner of the match will be Kurt Angle. So moving forward, we have Triple H versus Batista. No holds barred. If Triple H loses, he must retire. I think the mindset also with Batista is that this is his last match no matter what like I think that's like that's at least storyline like Batista just wants this one match so it's kind of kind of like could be like a double career match like Batista can take out Triple H on his way out kind of thing um 
Is it is it on you, Jeff, to go first? I think it is. I think it is. If it is, I'll take it anyway. Yeah, go for um, it. I I have not been quiet about my feelings about Dave Batista at all on any platform of uh, I, I appear on. I think that him being back is ridiculous. I think that you know, as much as I criticize The Rock for going away for so long and then coming back when he did. It took me a long time to be over my quote-unquote hate for The Rock. I really just cannot stand Batista. I think that he, you know, is, um, he, he's very much what Simply Spinning him out to be in, in the storyline of this. He's a quitter. And I think that he, you know, walks in when, when, when the payday's there, and that's it. He, he comes back when the payday's right for him, and the hell with us, and the hell with how we feel, and the hell with the fact we got invested in him all, all those times and just whatever. So I I could not even give a remote shit about him being back. I think that Triple H having that career thing over him, number one, leads him to winning because, you know, Triple H is going to be around as long as he can be around and get in the ring when he needs to get in the ring, when, 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 when duty calls, so to speak. So I think that him having to retire will be not good for the company or good for him as a performer. So I think we're going to see him retain his career. And the whole build to the best record was to much said everything in this business except be me. I think he's going to beat Batista. I agree. I think Triple H is going to win as well. Um, yeah. I mean, there's really not a whole lot more I can add to that. Uh, I, I, Batista... You know, I, I, I he was also critical of the WWE being like a PG product all these years. You know, he, he's been talking about that year after year, but like clearly he's okay with coming back for this payday. Um, yep. And I also want to mention that it's impossible at this point for me to even believe retirement stipulations because as long as the WWE has this deal with Saudi Arabia, like no one's retired because as we saw with Shawn Michaels and we're going to see with others, I think like when that money is there and they're getting those kind of offers and like the WWE is really, really pushing for you to show up. Like, you know what I mean? When there's these kind of big shows and the WWE continues to expand, like Triple H is going to be needed to be on these shows. So there's no way he's retiring. Exactly. Um, all right, we'll move on to the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. We've got Buddy Murphy defending his championship against Tony Nese. I am not going to lie. I have not been keeping up with 205 Live. Um, I've been keeping up, like, storyline-wise, but I haven't been watching consistently like I like I wish I would. I wish I had the time to. But I will say, Buddy Murphy has been a good champion, and the matches that he has defended his title on these big shows have been very good matches. And Tony Nese can go in the ring. I mean, this... Yes, he can. <laughs> so, so, I mean... I like the matchup, and I think that uh, I think it's going to be something where these two guys are going to go out to try to steal the show. Buddy Murphy has done it a few times where he's gone out there and, and had the best match on the show on some pretty good cards. Um, so I'm going to say that Buddy Murphy, man, I'm going to say actually I'm going to say he retains the title because I think he's done a darn good you know job as champion, and um, there's still more cruiserweights on that roster that are left for him to uh, to have challenge. So. I'll say Murphy. How about you, Jeff? I am on the opposite side of that fence. I think that the time is right for a change. I think Murphy has been a great champion since he won the championship. And uh, 
I believe it's Saudi Arabia. If you want Australia. To Australia. 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 That's right. In his hometown. That's right. So I think he's been a solid, great champion all of these last few months. But I think that Tony Nese is the guy to knock him off the feet, off the perch. I think he's. We're going to see Tony Nese go forward as a heel because he'll, he'll he'll turn back heel again, and then he'll face. I, you know what? What I'd like to see is Tony Nese remain babyface for a while and actually face the top heels. And That'd be cool. Eventually transition back over to being a heel again and facing the same baby faces that that uh, Buddy has faced. But you know, let's have some let's have some fresh matches, like you said. But I want to see Tony Nese as champion. Cool. That's what I see happening. Cool. I like it. I like it. Um, next, we have a match that I believe is official, but I think we have possible possibly more shenanigans we are recording this before smackdown tonight so don't know but i'm assuming that there is a contract (laughs) yes there's so you know where i'm headed with this uh daniel bryan versus kofi kingston we got the wwe championship on the line um in what seems to be very poetic you know it's like kofi kingston obvious similarities to the daniel bryan run leading to wrestlemania 30 um, as far as the fans choosing him and the WWE actually going with it and kind of changing plans on the fly. Um, yep. We know that Kofi was not factored into this mix whatsoever just a few months ago because he was inserted into that multi-man match when Mustafa Ali went down with injury. So, like, this has all happened kind of on a whim, and it's been really great, though. I mean, as far as, I mean, it's cool to see the WWE take a guy that's been a team player for years and has been consistently entertaining year after year and does whatever they need to and, and actually push him. Just take a guy that people like and give him a good push. Um, and Daniel Bryan, I think, has done fantastic as a WWE champion. Like, I I love the the changing of the title belt and and all that stuff, man. I, I just I can't say enough good things. I, I love this matchup. I think it's very interesting. Um, Jeff, what are your thoughts... Of course, who who do you think wins? But I also want to kind of get your thoughts on Daniel Bryan's title reign and, and kind of the rise of Kofi Kingston, if you can. Well, we talked earlier about my son's favorite being Baron Corbin. Before there was a guy named Baron Corbin on my young son's radar, there was a guy named Kofi Kingston on my three-year-old's radar. And just, it's so awesome to see Kofi get this opportunity, if it does happen. It's so awesome to see Kofi get this main event storyline going into Mania as it is happening. I think it's very refreshing. I've been calling for this for years. I think he's definitely the standout of the New Day. I'm glad they're having, even in storyline, the New Day recognize that Kofi is the guy. I think that's very cool for Kofi. I think, you know, you know, we tend to, you know, the New Day members joke on Kofi being the old man, but it's like, around a long damn time. Like, we don't think of 11 years as having passed since he debuted, but it's been 11 years since he debuted. It's like, holy shit. So, um, I think I would, as much as I would love to see Kofi defeat Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship, I think it will happen, but I think it's going to be one of those where it's going to have to be some sort of something different from Lesnar Rollins because I think Rollins is going to win there. I'll look at that in a minute, obviously. But I think that it has to be a completely different performance because it can't just be 
the heel dominates most of the match, and then Kofi makes the face come back and wins the title. I think it's going to be a good back and forth outing for it to be plausible. Yeah, you you took the words pretty much right out of my mouth. Like I'm I'm of the same mindset where I think that Rollins is going to beat Brock, and we will get more into detail on that here in just a second. So, and man, I just think. Like, it would be great. It would be a great moment moment for Kofi to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. I mean, if it happened, I, I'll be cheering along with everyone else. But there's also something to be said about just a damn good heel like Daniel Bryan is right now and him just tearing the hearts out of everyone in, in, in retaining over Kofi. I mean, you know, in like a really good match. I, like, I could see Daniel Bryan because it almost becomes a problem where I, I feel like either Kofi needs to win or Seth needs to win. But it's almost like you're going to have like the same moment twice on the same show, unless they can do it very creatively like you mentioned, Jeff. If there's a way that they can do it to make it to make them two distinctly kind of different things, then I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan to retain on this show. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know. I feel kind of crazy doing it. But, I mean, what better way to just continue to bash the fans as this great heel champion than just straight up beating Kofi Kingston and proving you actually just still are the best wrestler in the world. And, and, and you know what? It, it would be, it would, it would definitely behoove Brian to be champion going out of mania because then, then you've got him leading toward money in the bank and the other matches, you know, the other pay-per-views where he's going to be continuing on. So you make a solid case. I'm sticking with Kofi. Sure. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, up next, we just talked about it, man. Uh, we got Rollins and Lesnar. Um, I'll throw out my prediction right now because I already just mentioned it. You know, I've got Rollins uh, winning the match. I hope it's entertaining. I mean, I'm sure it will be. Uh, Brock is somebody that you kind of know what you're getting each time, but, but depending on his opponent, you can really have, I shouldn't say you know what you're getting. I, I, I mean more so like, you know kind of what Brock wants to go out there and do. And, and it's going to be kind of up to his opponent and up to kind of Paul Heyman talking to Brock and saying like, you know, this is so-and-so, like, well, this is what, you know, I, I think I think Heyman's endorsement means a lot to Brock still as well. Like, if Heyman says, Brock, make Finn look good out there, he makes Finn look good out there. If he says, Brock, I'm not that high on so-and-so. Like, I think it affects Brock's performance with that person. Um, that's just my, me personally. I think, I just feel like that's kind of how it goes. And I think that Rollins is somebody that Heyman's high on. I think Brock's high on. I think the company's high on. Um, and I think that Rollins, you know, I think he gets the job done. And, and maybe it leads to something interesting between him and Reigns going forward if Reigns is the number one contender. So um, I'm going to take Rollins. Uh, who do you have? I, I believe you said Rollins already, but just officially here. I did, but it's okay. Um, yeah, it's it, again, it's one of those things where you know Brock has been so dominant, but you know what? He wanted a mini last year's champion. Nobody expected it to happen. So, do they really do that finish for two years in a row? Do they really not, not to be graphic? Do they really dick us that bad two years in a row? <laughs> right. Like, sure. Like, like, well, I, I, honestly, right, like, right. People want so people want it so bad. As much as they hate Roman Reigns, they wanted him to win last year, and he didn't. So I, I, I think for them to do that again with Rollins, who they absolutely, we absolutely adore, I think would be 
a very, very poor decision on Metaverse's part. So I think that it's almost like they have to give us Seth Rollins. So maybe you are right in that they won't give us Kofi Kingston too. Yeah. Who knows? So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I, I, th- I'm, I'm going with the, the baby faces to win the title matches, and we'll see how it plays out from there. Cool. And then there's also, I'm going to throw it out there for for Kofi and Brian. There's also the chance, like, what if, what if New Day turned on Kofi? Oh, no. Yeah, like, what if they cost him the title? Like, after all this, like, I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. But, hey, for all I know, Kofi goes in there and just, just gets the W. I don't know. But that's what that's what's exciting about WrestleMania right there. The fact that I am looking forward to the WWE Championship match as much as I am, and that should be highlighted as like you know i should be excited for the wwe title match i'm glad that i am um the main event we got it right now jeff this is it triple threat match we got all the titles on the line raw women's title smackdown women's title becky lynch charlotte flair ronda rousey give me your thoughts on this i'm gonna let you take it away man i'll give you my prediction afterwards but um what does it mean, man? What does it mean to you being this this longtime supporter of women's wrestling? We have a women's main event of WrestleMania, and who do you have winning? You know, it, it, you asked me earlier what WrestleMania means to me, and I said it means everything. I, I I'm, I'm getting emotional talking about it, honestly. For somebody that you know tried so hard, did the best I could to champion the cause for women's wrestling. Yes, I hiccuped. up. I admit that I hiccups when I did, but I am so happy that the women of WWE are finally getting their their moment in the sun that they deserve for so long, and I think that it, it, it couldn't be any better scenario than we have this Sunday. You have the biggest star in the history of combat sports, arguably. You have the biggest name in women's wrestling, arguably since the Trish and Lisa days. And you have somebody who has been an organic build, much like a Kofi, much like a Brian five years ago, who came, you know, basically out of nowhere, but had the support of everybody for the longest time. You have these three women that are that are really taking center stage on the grand in front of one of the biggest crowds. Because, I mean, you know, WrestleMania six years ago, the theme was I'm going home, or I'm coming home, because New York, New Jersey is their home. And so on WrestleMania's grand stage, in the shadow of New York City, which is their home away from home, away from Stanford, you know, close to the garden where they make their home, you know, it's, it's, just, it, it's just so refreshing to see Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey getting this opportunity. Um, I am looking forward to this more than I look forward to a, rest, I mean, a WrestleMania main event. Probably since Brian won the title five years ago. I am I am just over the moon for these three women. I'm over the moon for the division. And I am looking forward to the story finalizing itself once for all between these three women and I 
as much as my heart and my soul wants to pick the queen because she is the queen and she is Charlotte and she is my favorite, I am going to go with the sentimental favorite to end WrestleMania and pick Becky Lynch to walk out with all the gold, baby. Well, I mean, very well put, Jeff. Um, I there. I hate to I hate to bring this up. I hate to even play the scenario out, but there there's no way, right, that like Becky and Charlotte both tap Ronda at the same time in the main event. No, you don't that think would just, that would just throw Ronda because like part of me feels like oh I'm gonna say right now for the record my pick is Becky Lynch. If I'm picking one person to win, it is Becky Lynch. I'm with you. Okay. okay. Um, but it's like. Part of me, and I know there's a, a lot of the internet feels the same as far as, you know, the image at the end of WrestleMania being the four horsewomen, all with titles, standing there at the end of the show. Kind of like, you know, he how, who shall not be named and, and Eddie Guerrero at the end of WrestleMania 20. Right. Um, and a way to do that would be Becky puts, you know, an arm bar on, on Ronda while Charlotte's got the figure eight on. Ronda taps and they both leave with the title, which I don't like. I do not like that idea. Don't, 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 I don't want my, I want, I don't want the thought out there that like, this is something that I want to happen. Um, but I'm just throwing it out there as like, man, that would, that would really, I think it would sour the whole thing. I do not think it would be a good idea. Um, but I want to throw the scenario out there as a possibility. I am taking Becky Lynch along with you though, as my official prediction. Um, I feel like she's, she just can't be denied at this point. Like she's, she's the most popular superstar man or woman probably on the whole roster right now. And why not roll with it? Um, although I am with you, Jeff, I, I do think Charlotte is the queen. I do think that um, when history looks back at women's wrestling, Charlotte will probably be seen as the best women's wrestler ever when it's all said and done. Like if she just stays healthy. Um, but I am going to go with Becky Lynch, just like you. All right, well, there you go. All right, guys, that'll do it for the predictions. We got through it. <laughs> we got through it. Um, let me give you the prize list one more time. WrestleRumble.com, WrestleMania, Pick'em Contest. First place is $1,000 cash. Second and third get 100 each. Fourth and fifth get 50 each. And Jeff, uh, just make sure to direct message me your email address again, and I'll make sure to get you a free entry for coming on the show today. Um that right now along with the link i said y'all i'll talk about that in a second perfect um jeff uh take it away man uh let let us know what you got going on uh plug anything you need to okay so usually i would plug predictions for no dq usually i would say you know after you check us out here on fight talk go check out no DQ predictions because i'll be on there too but what i have to plug this week is so much more important to me on a personal level and a professional level. And Steve, I just sent you the hype video that Aaron put out on uh, on this last week regarding this upcoming 60-minute Iron Man trivia match, wrestling trivia match, between the Pennsylvania Station, Greg Cherry, the champion, the reigning, defending, year-long champion, 300-something days, almost 400 days now as champion he has been, and myself, the long-standing four-time champion, arguably the uncrowned champion. In my eyes, I am the uncrowned champion because of a, a poor uh, 
questioning on one of the questions on my final match with the, the other contender. I think this is going to be something that's really going to kick off WrestleMania weekend with a bang. If you go to the No DQ YouTube channel this Thursday, Dylan's birthday, my son's birthday, April 4th at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, and check out the live premiere. I'll be in the chat room. Greg will be in the chat room. Aaron will be there moderating along with everybody. And you're going to see a rare thing. You're going to see two guys give everything they have for the shot to be called the, the best. I said it in my, in my Twitter uh my Twitter post. I can think of no better birthday present for my 11-year-old to be son than for his dad to once again be the man. Becky Lynch talks about being the man. Flair's been the man for 30 years, 40 years. But when you talk about being the man in wrestling trivia, it comes down to Greg Cherry and it comes down to me. And I think that you're you're going to see something very, very special this week. And I think it's going to be a perfect lead-off to NXT TakeOver, the Hall of Fame, which, by the way, what a Hall of Fame class. Holy crap this year. Oh, yeah. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but, but yeah, very, very solid this year. I mean, the DX, Harlem Heat, the Hart Foundation, Tori Wilson, Brutus Beefcake, who people are crap on. I love that Brutus is getting in, damn it. I absolutely love that. I'm surprised. Honky I'm surprised Honky, that you – know? I'm real surprised that Honky and Brutus weren't already in there. Like, I was actually well, surprised. I bitched about this when it happened. I bitched that Honky inducted Coco before Honky got inducted. It's like, what, what the hell did Coco ever do? Right. I yes, yes. Oh man, I felt the same. Not about who he inducted, but I felt the same about Vader too. Like they had Vader inducting people, and I was like, man, put Vader in. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with Vader inducting Sam Hansen because Sam Hansen was a huge name in the seventies and eighties. But the fact that Vader did not get in before he died. Sucks. Right. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Good. Anyway, so you've got. The trivia match on Thursday with Greg and I, which is going to be something, like I said, truly special. NXT TakeOver Friday, the Hall of Fame Saturday, the G1 uh, special with RRH New Japan on Saturday night at the Garden. The first time in over 60 years that a non-WWE wrestler is going to headline Madison Square Garden in a wrestling card. That is ridiculous history right there. Congratulations to Jay Lethal. And everybody bring of honor to Japan for having that moment in the sun. Here's to more of them, quite frankly. And I would love to be able to see one of these shows down the line on pay-per-view or on or in person even. That'd be great to see a, a, a wrestling show at the Garden that's WWE. That'd be something unique. And then, of course, WrestleMania is on Sunday. And it, it, it is, you know, they kind of stole the granddaddy of them all, catchphrase from Starcade and started WCW out of business. But it really is. It is the show of the year. And you mentioned that you're not really this hyped for WrestleMania based on paper. On paper, I 100% disagree. I think it looks really, really good on paper. But they have to execute the paperwork. Sure. So we'll see what happens. Yes, we will. Jeff, thanks for coming on the show again today, man. I really appreciate it. It's always fun having you on. Thank you, Steven. I appreciate being on. Anytime you want me on, you let me know, brother. Sounds good, brother. You have a great day, man. You too now. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Once again, that was Jeff Meacham from NoDQ.com. Good buddy of mine. I always love having Jeff on the show. And he is just a wealth of knowledge for professional wrestling. So hope you guys enjoyed the predictions. Once again, those are brought to you by WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to jump on the website, fill out your picks. 
check it out. Once again, hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a long episode, um, and I once again wants to men- want to mention that uh, the reason that there was only one episode of Fight Talk this month is, for one, I knew this was going to be a long episode doing the predictions for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but also, I did an independent wrestling interview with my friend Dylan Hales of independentwrestling.tv. That's available at FightfulSelect.com, part of their Patreon service. So if you want to check that out and support over there, it'd be much appreciated. Um, but I did do an interview. It was just used over there uh, for Fightful and that service over there. I do the show every Saturday, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, and wanted to change it up with a with an interview um, a couple weeks ago. So that's where I've been. But I hope you enjoyed you know this long episode of Fight Talk. But we wanted to get you guys our full thoughts for NXT as well as WrestleMania. You can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. I post everything there. You know, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitch. I'm on Facebook. I'm everywhere. Just check it out. Um, MMA on point for all your, um, you know, mixed martial arts news. YouTube.com slash MMA on point. Check out the videos. I'm a part of that team over there. I absolutely love it. And I am helping with, uh, with writing now as well. So you might be seeing my face on some of those lists in the near future. I'll be back sometime soon. Don't know when, but you know, until then, y'all take it easy.